Hey everybody, this is In The Mix with Sister Johnny and I'm excited to be back on the air with all of you. I hope that you're having a wonderful day. For those of you that are listening to In The Mix for the very first time, I'd like to welcome you to In The Mix. If you'd like to catch up on some of the previous shows, please visit me at sisterjohnny.com. That's sisterjohnny.com. And you can pick your platform of choice. Please keep in mind that In The Mix is also available on YouTube. So if you go over to YouTube and click subscribe and the notification bell, every time I upload on YouTube, you will be notified automatically in your email. Thank you so much for all your continued love and support god bless all of you i want to just get right into this word because i tell you this word is good we're gonna be reading from luke chapter 18 again luke chapter 18 out of the amplified version starting at the 35th verse as he was approaching jericho on his way to jerusalem it happened that a blind man was sitting beside the road begging now when he heard a crowd going by he began to ask what this was all about. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. So he shouted out saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who were leading the way were sternly telling him to keep quiet, but he screamed all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Then Jesus stopped and ordered that the blind man be led to him. And when he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me regain my sight. Jesus said to him, regain your sight. Your personal trust and confidence, faith in me has made you well. Immediately, he regained his sight and began following Jesus, glorifying and praising and honoring God and all the people. When they saw it, praised God. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for those that are listening. I pray, Lord God, that the Holy Spirit will bring everything back to my remembrance that you are showing me in this word. I pray in the name of Jesus for all those that are listening, their ears be open and their hearts be attentive, not to me, but to your word. I give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus mighty name. Amen. So first of all, check out the setting. Jesus is approaching Jericho. He's on his way to Jerusalem. Nonetheless, the whole, if you read all the gospels, Jesus is on his way to the cross. Okay. But all the while days is passing, he's teaching, healing, delivering, casting out. He is yet stopping for people along the way. He's going into different people's houses and he's teaching the word and he's going into the synagogue to teach there too. So Jesus is very purposeful with all of the time that Jesus has. But I just want to state he on his way somewhere, y'all. But while he was on his way, he wasn't too busy to stop for someone that the crowd and everybody else is passing up and have been passing up. So it says it happened that a blind man was sitting beside the road begging. So he just over there begging. Now remember this throughout the gospels, you see all these different stories about the blind man. Are you, are someone begging or, you know, you see all these different parables that Jesus gives. But what I want to say is that Jesus arrived. Other folk knew it, but the blind man didn't know. Now, as we began to progress in the scripture, and hear what he's calling Jesus, you have to make the inference that this blind man had to have been Jewish. He had to have known about uh, Old Testament for him to even call Jesus by the name that he called him. But the thing is, he wasn't in the know. Come on now. He wasn't in the loop to know that Jesus was there, right? He didn't know that. He's blind. He's sitting on the corner. He's begging. 
he's not a part of the in crowd. Come on now to know, hey, Jesus is here. But he knew the Messiah was coming. That's what I'm trying to say. But he didn't know that he was there. But he heard all this commotion. Now you got to just, I'm going to take you back into the mind, if I can, of this blind man. First of all, when someone loses a sense, rather a sight, smell, hearing, touch, taste, whatever. What happens through research is that other senses are heightened, right? So you have a super heightened awareness of other things. Uh, for some, for instance, if somebody can't speak, they might, their hearing might be really, really pronounced. Like it's really, really keen. They have a keen sense of hearing because they don't have a taste. And so they may hear things that most people can't hear because they're more reliant on hearing or all these other senses, right? Because they have one that's lacking. So anyway, I'm going somewhere with this. He can't see. So he's completely reliant on all his other senses and they're heightened. So the only way that he can understand what's going on is through his other senses. Now you might say, okay, sister Johnny, that's stating the obvious. True. He didn't know what was going on prior to Jesus passing by, but he knew that the Messiah was soon to come. Come on, y'all. This was a brother in the word. This was a brother that understood the Mosaic law. He had to be Jewish. He goes on to say, now, when he heard a crowd going by, he began to ask what this was all about. Now, all his senses, man, I'm talking about the senses. Here, here, here's what I'm trying to say. All his senses kicked in. There was crowds. There was crowds that uh, were around during this time. But there was something unique about this crowd. Come on now. There was something different. His senses kicked in. He was like, wait a minute. Wait, wait. This don't feel like a normal crowd or an uproar or commotion. Come on now. His senses began to kick in. It's, it's something different and unusual about this crowd. What's going on here? Come on now. He cannot see. And so when he said, what's going on here? They said, they told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Come on now. So he shouted out saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now this brother right here wasn't the average brother. He, he wasn't able to see. Come on now. But he was able to see the spirit. He knew who Jesus was. He knew that the Messiah was coming. Why? Because he had to have known about the Mosaic law. He knew that the Messiah was coming. Now with some people in the crowd, come on now. They was following Jesus. And this is Jesus of Nazareth. Come on now. Look what they told him. It's Jesus of Nazareth. Some of them didn't really know who Jesus really was. They just knew that he was healing folk. They just knew he was delivering folks. They just knew that miracles was happening. Come on now. But they didn't really know who he was. Look what the blind man said. After they told him, he didn't even be passive about the situation. Come on now. I would have, I wasn't there. We weren't there, but I would imagine a man jumped to his feet when he heard that Jesus was passing by, not just Jesus of Nazareth. When he heard he was passing by, he jumped to his feet and began shouting, Jesus, son of David, the Messiah. Come on. He said, wait a minute, y'all, Jesus of Nazareth, this is the Messiah. He's here. He got excited, a blind man. So what are you saying, Sister Johnny? What I'm trying to tell y'all, we have to get excited when we 
encounter the presence of God. We kind of get into this mundane routine, if you will, to go and, oh, we're going to fellowship today. No, we're supposed to get excited when we come together to praise God, especially we come together in the church. We come together in our home. We come together, come on, in our communities to praise and worship God. When God comes by, when God shows up, let's just put it that way. Come on. We supposed to be shouting and responding just like the blind man that can't even see. Some of us can see in the natural, but we can't see in the spirit. We're not able to discern that Jesus is here. We're not able to discern Holy Spirit is moving. We're not able to discern that God is here. But here's this man when he says, what's going on? This ain't the average crowd. What's happening? He said, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He said, wait a minute. He jumped up and he began to shout. And look what happens. After he begins to shout, those who were leading the way were sternly telling him to keep quiet. How many times when God is moving, some of y'all might be out there and God is really moving in your life. God is showing up. He's blessing. He's showing out in a, a wonderful way. He's providing. Uh, he's blessing your family. He's blessed you with, I'm not even talking about the provisions and material wealth. I'm talking about in terms of your health, your body is healthy. Your family is healthy. Come on, somebody. You are thriving in the best way possible. And God got his hand upon your life. The favor of God is upon your life. And you got so many people around you saying some other stuff. Or you are believing God for something and other folk around you saying, uh, I think you need to just be content and lay low. No, I'm holding on to my confession of faith. I'm believing what God is going to do for me. Now, you may not believe and that's all right, but please don't stop me from believing. You know what I'm saying? Hold my mule. In other words, you know what? You be occupied with some of this other stuff that really ain't important. While I go over here and get my praise on, while I go over here and seek the Lord for real, while I I go over here and believe God for what he said he going to do in my life. Nothing is going to be denied me. Why? Because I'm a child of the king. So it's interesting that the crowd told him who he was, a blind man. They passing him up. They ain't even tried to invite him and tell him what's going on. He had to shout and find out. So therefore, what I'm telling you, you have to seek the Lord for yourself. Come on. You can't wait for the crowd. You can't wait for other folks to try and tell you about who uh, Jesus is. Now, don't get me wrong. Please don't misinterpret that. We have to hear what the word of God is through the vessels that God has ordained. The pastors, the, the, the ministers, the evangelists, the prophets, all these people that God has preordained and is using to speak the word through. Don't get me wrong, but I'm saying there comes a time where the crowd is leaving and, and they're not trying to tell you. They're not putting you in the know. And But you got to, your senses, come on, your, the Holy Spirit start kicking in. And you be like, wait a minute, something's going on here. And you got to get up just like this blind man and began to inquire of the Lord for yourself. Come on, somebody. So now he says, look, this is Jesus of Nazareth. The man got up, began to shout his name to the point where they trying to shut this man up. It says the more they tried to keep him quiet, come on, the more the man screamed out. He kept screaming out, son of David, have mercy on me to the point it says in 40, then Jesus stopped and ordered that the blind man be led to him. Come on. And when he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Now, you know, Jesus already knew what the man needed. Look, first of all, he was shouting. He got the attention not only of Jesus, but he got the attention of the crowd. If Jesus then turns to the folk that's trying to shut the man up, that's screaming. Come on. It's a commotion now. Jesus said, bring him to me. 
what is everybody doing? Everybody's watching, they listening, they quiet. And so now this is a, 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 a opportunity for Jesus to move in a way that will, that will encourage the other people that's following him to believe in who he is. Come on now. So he used it as an opportunity. So he said, come on, bring this man to me. And so when he comes to him, the man's still on fire. He says, look, look what he says. He says, what do you want? Jesus already knew, but he's using it as an opportunity to minister to the people that's following him. What? To increase their faith. So then he says, Lord, let me regain my sight. Jesus said to him, regain your sight. Your personal, this is an amplified version. Your personal trust and confident faith in me has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and began following Jesus, glorifying and praising and honoring God and all the people when they saw it, what they do, they praise God. Now, remember, this is what I want to tell you. Come on. Now, I know I'm excited. I'm, I hope I'm not getting ahead of myself. But today, I want to encourage you with the word to increase your faith and not to be so overly concerned or not concerned at all about the crowd. Don't worry about what other folk may be telling you. You may be believing God for one thing and maybe you have shared it, you know, instead of holding in your heart and waiting for God to manifest that thing that's in your heart before everybody. Let me tell you something. If you shared that with some folk and they like, oh, you tripping, that's too much. Whatever it may be, don't give up on your confession of faith or what is in your heart that you believe in God to do. Because here's this man that's been blind and he's on the corner begging. Now, this is a crowd passing through. He don't, he don't even know what's going on. They didn't even tell him what's going on. Come on now. But in his heart, he want to be, he want to see. This man wants to see, but he knows who Jesus is. He's been waiting on the Messiah. That's why I said this man had to be Jewish because the way he said it, he didn't say Jesus of Nazareth. He said, Jesus, son of David. Come on now. He going back into the Old Testament. He going back at scripture and saying, wait a minute, son of David. He going back into scriptures of the prophets. Like he's go this is somebody that's been studying the word. And yet he may be sitting on the corner blind and the crowd may be passing him up and nobody's giving him. Hey, let me tell you. Hey, let me tell you something. Blind man. Jesus is here. There ain't nobody telling him that, but he got enough Holy Ghost. Come on now to know this ain't the average crowd. This ain't the average. He know what's going on, even though he can't naturally or physically see. But he's like, wait a minute. What's going on? What's happening? I imagine when the crowd was going by, he probably was hearing people talking. Oh, they was excited. There was a, you can walk in a room. Let me just break it down. Have you ever walked into a room full, filled with people? And, and even though you weren't in the room, but you walk in the room, you can sense the climate, if you will, of the room. Rather, it's sad, a sad kind of climate or some something just happened that was really bad or devastating but you don't know what but you can feel it you can walk in the room and feel the excitement even though no one's really telling you what people are excited about come on you we go into a room with natural eyesight and can sense all these things come on now so this blind man is like wait a minute something is up what's happening and all they said was Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. That man did not say, excuse me. He did not say, help me. He did not say, can you move? That man immediately began to shout. How many people, when you sense in the presence of God, come on, when you are in the presence of God, do you begin to shout? Are you concerned about everybody else? Come on now. Do you begin to say, God, have mercy on me. Do you do that? 
And let me just break it down for those that, you know, we don't want to go into an emotional state. But I'm just saying, do you have some things before the Lord that you've been believing God for? Come on. And then when you finally experience the presence of God, do you draw back? I'm in the presence of God right now and I'm humbling myself before the Lord. But God, I, I can you have mercy on me. Lord, don't forget me. Do you hear what I'm saying? You might say, well, Sister Johnny, all you got to do is just say one thing to the Lord. That's true. But if you read all of chapter 18, all of the different parables that's in there, there's a parable about prayer. There's a parable in there about the Pharisee and the tax collector. One about the rich ruler. And you know what? In chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. There's a scripture there about this widow woman and a judge. And, and Jesus gives this awesome parable about how she's persistent with her request. And this is a judge that he doesn't care for man. He doesn't fear God. He has no respect for man. And Jesus gives this awesome analogy saying, look, here's somebody that don't have no fear for God. And this is a judge. He has no fear for man. But yet this woman goes to him all the time, worrying him for justice. How much more would a just God do for you? Come on now. He said, you got to pray. You got to be persistent in your faith here on earth. You got to believe. And so why am I saying that? Because here's this man who has sensed, he's sensing something. This is a different sense. This is the, this is the Holy Ghost sense. Come on now. He's like, wait a minute. Something is different about this crowd. And he responds. He's shouting, help me, have mercy on me. I can't wait. I can't miss this opportunity. When we enter into the presence of God, we can't miss the opportunity. He didn't care what the crowd said. And here's the thing that I want to bring out in this scripture. The crowd was trying to shut him down, was trying to stop him and silence him. But he didn't care. The more they were trying to silence him, the louder he got. The more persecution comes upon us, the louder we got to get where in our prayer, the more persistent we have to get where with our faith in God. And we can't care about what the crowd's going to say or what they think, because sometimes the blessing for them is in your blessing to persevere. Come on. And to receiving your blessing from God. I'm going to say it again. So the blessing of the crowd, come on, is in the blessing of the man. Sometimes the people around you that's trying to prevent you and stop you from pressing into the things of God don't even realize that by you pressing into the things of God, they are getting the overflow of the blessing. And I say that because they were trying to stop this man from shouting out and trying to pursue Jesus while the opportunity presented itself. And in the end, it says that when he regained his eyesight, because all eyes was on him and Jesus, Jesus healed this man. He began to see, come on, he began to glorify and praise and honor God. The shouting didn't stop. He began to really praise God even the more. Come on. So much so it says that all the people, when they saw it, they praise God. Now, my question is, why didn't they praise God before? When the crowd was passing by, it wasn't a praise that the man heard. It was a different sound. Like I told you, when you walk in the room, you're like, okay, there's some excitement here, but, and there's something different here. I don't quite know what the cause of that is. Let me ask what that is about, what that is all about. And so he did that. And guess what? Jesus, Jesus, the son of David, was the reason. Come on now. Jesus, the son of God, the lamb of God. Come on now. He had showed up and it was his opportunity to say, you know what? I'm about to get my breakthrough today. I'm about to get delivered today. I'm about to come up out of this and gain my sight today. 
Come on now. So you got to keep the faith just like this blind man. He may not know what's going on all around him, but he had that Holy Ghost inside that's telling him, hey, hey, this is the time. Get up, get up. Don't sit down. So I'm telling you, don't sit down. Don't sit down on your prayer. Don't sit down on your faith. Don't sit down on God. Please get up and begin to praise him. Get your praise on. Hallelujah. Get your shout on. Begin to say, Lord, Lord, I need you. Lord, I'm not giving up on my, my prayer request. Whatever that is that you have in your heart that you've been holding for the Lord, don't give up on that. Know that the Lord is with you. Come on now. He's got your back. So what I want to tell you is it might be a loved one. It might be your husband. It might be your wife. It might be your children. It might be your parents. It might be your friends. It might be your coworker. It may be your neighbor. Whoever it may be that may be telling you, oh, you're doing too much. You need to, you know, all that fasting and praying and all that stuff you're doing. You know, you've been doing that for years. You know, maybe you just need to be content with the fact that this is your lot. Let me tell you something. Keep on pressing. Keep on praying. Keep on believing. You know why? Because the opportunity for your breakthrough is on its way. Jesus is passing by. Come on now. The Holy Ghost is moving. The waters have been troubled. This is your opportunity. Hallelujah. Why? Because when you press in and you get your breakthrough and they watching you, trust me, it's going to overflow and they're going to get their blessing and they're going to get their breakthrough because they don't even know that their blessing and their breakthrough is in you getting yours. Hallelujah. Did you catch that? Their breakthrough Come on, their answer to their prayers is in you getting your breakthrough and getting your prayers answered, just like the blind man. Can we talk? They weren't praising God when they was walking past. Come on. But when that man began to shout, and when he said, nah, you better hold my mule. I'm about to get my shout on. You're not going to stop me from getting my blessing. And he began to go against the grain. He began to go against the crowd. Come on. He began to go against the social norm. Come on now. And guess what? He did it so much where Jesus stopped and, and called for him. Sometimes God would say, you know what? You, you the last. The Bible says the first shall be last and the last shall be First, he's this is the last man, the blind man, the last man, the last person to know what was going on, the last man that's on the sideline, the last to know that Jesus was in the in in the community. Come on now. Jesus called him to the back of the line and said, Hey, bring him, bring him to the front. And he began to move on this man's life and touched his eyes. The man began to see. Come on now. And he and he really began to praise God. So much this shifted the atmosphere. And the people around him began to praise God. Come on now. I bet they wasn't laughing at him then. I bet they wasn't trying to shut him down then. No, nah, because now they joined in with him. When they should have joined in with him. When he began to shout, Jesus that son of David, come on, they should have been helping this brother. But no, nah, but at the end, that's when they helped him and they began to praise him. So I want you to be encouraged. I pray that what you take away from this word today is faith. I pray that what you take away from this word is no matter what may be happening in your environment, even you may have given up on what you're believing God for. Don't you give up. Don't you give up on your faith. Don't give up on what God can do. Because I'm going to tell you something. God can do it for you. And go back and read all of chapter 18. It is a little bit to read. But I tell you, it'll bless you in so many ways. Read chapter 18, 1 through. Just do a study on it. Read all of it. Because I tell you to really bless you. Especially 1 through um, 8 about the the widow and the judge this parable that jesus gives is awesome but please read all of chapter 18 because it will encourage you and it will increase your faith 
in the one that lives. Amen. And that's Jesus Christ. And I want you to know that even over the holidays, if you have a loved one that's passed on and these are hard times for you, be encouraged. And I want you to know I lost someone dear to me as well. And these are times where, well, I always think about my mom, but especially during the holidays. But what I try to do for me is I try to live my life knowing she's invested in my life through prayer and um, just all these things she's invested in my life to live my life out in a way that's not only pleasing to God, but it's also pleasing to her because I am a reflection of her and a reflection of God. So that's something that helps me to just kind of refocus and not kind of just sit there and be like, whoa, I really miss my mom. But just be encouraged. Take it one day at a time. Get around um, people that love you and support you and that will pray you through. And for everyone else, I just want you to continue to hold on to your faith. It's a lot of things getting ready to happen. A lot of things that are fastly approaching. But let me tell you something. One thing that this world can't take away from you, you have to give it up voluntarily yourself, is your faith in God. And I tell you, hold fast to your confessions of your faith. Believe that there's nothing too hard for God and know that he's got your back. So be encouraged. God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And remember, God loves you and he just wants to use you. This is In The Mix.